This week's episode of War Talking Drums is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one drumstick manufacturer. With 22 models to choose from, you can get the right size, weight, and feel for your playing. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of War Talking Drums. Oof. Settle down. I am too much excited, <laughs> buddy. All right. It's a long weekend. It's May 2-4. It's the beginning of summer. I spent the day by the pool. I didn't go in the pool because it's still like extremely fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get that wet quarry smell. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of uh, getting wet. <laughs> like I, I, I grew up with a pool, but I don't... Like, I think last year I went in like maybe three or four times, but I really enjoy hanging out by the pool. So <laughs> that's you know, interesting. Just like enjoying the sunshine and just the atmosphere of it. But uh, yeah, now. So really, the pool isn't that necessary. No, the, the actual pool isn't. Like, you could just like show me a photo of a pool and like I'd, I'd be okay with that. You know, <laughs> good, good to know. I haven't been in a pool in a long time. Like, uh, I don't think ever since I got dreadlocks, I think, um, cause I didn't want to get my hair to smell like chlorine forever. So it's probably been like 10 years since I've actually been in a pool. Yeah, I could see that. I wouldn't want to go swimming with dreads either. Everything would just get the whole smell of the pool would just get locked in there. Eh? Yeah. Not to mention all the urine. Well, yes, you know. <laughs> there's probably not that much urine in my pool at my house, but um, <laughs> not until I swim in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true, man. So, how's your week been, dude? What do you What have you been up to? Uh, not much, you know. Just um, I'm done with school for the summer, so I'm I'm working. I don't want to say full time. I work five days a week, but I walk dogs, so I don't work very hard. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So pretty much that. Um, I spend a lot of my days applying sunscreen to myself because it's been super hot lately. Yeah, it's been disgusting, and, especially uh, in Toronto, man. It's been crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. The uh, The guys have been busy doing demos for our new songs, and uh, I think hopefully if they open things up soon, we're going to start trying to do some uh, some like drum drum tracking just to... to get some better drums in the demos. Yeah. We got pretty like bare bones program stuff on there right now. Yeah. Let's get some pre-production underway. Um, and from the sounds of it, I think June 2nd, things will start opening up a little bit more here in Ontario. So, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. Who knows, man? Um, it's been quite the fucking shit show, uh, down here in Southern Ontario. So, yeah, hopefully we can get to our shit together and everything will work out. I know I got my uh, my vax on Monday, my vaccination. I got stabbed. Nice. Yeah. It, it And honestly, I highly suggest everyone just going and doing it. It wasn't that big a deal. I know people have had side effects from it and stuff, and 
But uh, personally, for me, a little like and very mild um, muscle pain, like where they actually injected it. But other than that, uh, it was uh, pretty, pretty smooth sailing. So, you know. Yeah, I've heard it's been pretty easy for most of the people I know. I've got mine. Um, I'm like my name's in the pool to get it done. I'm just waiting to hear about when I can actually go. So hopefully this week. Yeah. Because uh, it'll be nice to be able to get back to being a person. Well, that's the thing, too. It, and, and like I'm starting to to look at doing some some studio sessions with some bands I've been talking to for months. Um, but I would like everyone to at least get their first vaccination shot before coming into the studio at all. So, <laughs> and that's just like a, a personal thing, like a, as a standard for myself, you know, like... I don't know. I I know it's. I mean, it seems like a good idea to me. I I just don't understand why why you fight it at this point. Um, but honestly, it's a good political battle that I don't even want to get into because mm-hmm. I you know I'm at this point I don't have a solution, so I'm just going with the flow of things on what the CDC and and government officials, doctors more so say. And uh, mm-hmm. all signs point to get this fucking vaccine so we can get this fucking shit show on the road. You know? Yeah. I'm in the same yeah. boat. Absolutely. Mm. Um, but that does lead us. Not at <laughs> that all. That leads us nicely to, <laughs> to today's topic of conversation. Now, today's topic, we have been um, discussing. We've touched on it a few times in other episodes. But this is something that that we've wanted to discuss since probably before we did the first episode. This has been kind of in the works that we've wanted to uh, to take this challenge on. So uh, this week <laughs> we will be having the great rack debate. That's right. Today uh, we're talking about racks and. Uh, you know, before all you perverts get all excited, we're not talking about boobies. No, no. We're talking. About, we're talking about drum yeah. racks. Although that is uh, that joke. Actually, I was going to say never gets old, but it got old really fast when people come up and say, "Hey, nice rack." <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yeah, that goes in like the pile with someone saying, "Like, oh, it must be free." Whenever something doesn't scan properly at a yeah, store, exactly. Like, grow up. I hear that a million times a day. Let's be adults here. Oh, I know. So, that being said, let's look at some nice racks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm two to three steps ahead of you. Um, that's probably worth mentioning. Just, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know what a drum rack is. But for those of you, I, I wonder if we have any listeners who aren't drummers. Um, you know, I mean, a drum kit's typically got cymbal stands to hold up your cymbals and you'll often... You know, some people will mount their toms on cymbal stands as well. Um, but uh, especially in the metal world, but, you know, if your drum kit starts getting kind of big, if you add uh, a lot of extra effect cymbals and extra toms and stuff, then you quickly run out of floor space and, and you know, you'll end up having, you know, like 10 cymbal stands, which kind of gets really cluttered. So that's whenever you might want to consider switching over to a drum rack, uh, which is essentially just scaffolding for your drum kit that will hold all of the symbols and toms that you need except it only has a few legs so it doesn't take up quite as much floor space i felt like a bad explanation 
Should I do that? I, I feel like that's a pretty good explanation. <laughs> it's just some heavy duty piping with anywhere from two to four to potentially five, I guess, legs. Uh, instead of having like fucking 10 cymbal stands, you just got this rack and everything mounts to it. And you know, you're hunky dory. Away you go. Um, yeah. I myself have a uh, two tier curved Gibraltar rack I've been using for probably about eight or nine years now. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, it's a love hate relationship with it. When I first got it, I I loved it. Uh, I love just the idea and having a rack. I really enjoy. But uh, on the road, that thing's um, caused me some. We we we've had some times together, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, no, I, I, no 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 physical abuse per se. But um, you know. <laughs> It can be it can be difficult because you want it to just go together perfect every night and it doesn't. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be tricky. Um, and it is. I feel like you know, there's no such thing as the perfect rack. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, I'm an adult. I swear. Uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, they all have their pros and cons. And there's a few different types which we can get into in a second. But I think it's probably worth mentioning. Um, just some of the benefits uh, and potential cons to using a rack in general, Um, because it's not going to be something that works for everybody. Some people prefer cymbal stands. Some people prefer drum racks. That's right. So um, personally for me, I remember I was in the camp of, I had so many cymbals, so many toms that it made sense to have a drum rack. It was, you know, if I played a show, I didn't want to have to go and set up 10 cymbal stands. I want to have everything in my drum rack so that it can be set up to the side of the stage and then we can have a few people just help lift it up on stage and then, like, there's all my stuff right there. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's a similar story for you. Yes, although I will say when I switched up my setup uh, when I was doing some session work, I actually preferred to have stands for some reason. Uh might have been just... Because it was a little more compact for some reason, uh, and also when I'm doing when I'm doing session work, I like to be able to set up every single thing on my own. I don't want to have to rely on band members uh, for from a band that I'm not a part of, and I'm getting paid to be there to help me set up mm-hmm. anything and moving a rack into place is definitely takes more than one person. So I like it to be something that I can do even it, it would still be pretty quickly. And I dumbed down my setup as well for a lot of the session gigs yeah. and stuff. It's not as crazy as my crimson setup. So yeah, mm-hmm. but I do, I prefer to have a rack uh, like on tour or anything like that. Like it just makes everything easier when everything is exactly where it should be night after night. You don't really have to worry about it, you know? Totally. Yeah, I got my rack set up. I, I mean, I've, I've played with a lot of different setups over the years, but um, right now, I'm really happy with what I have right now. It's not too dissimilar from what you use. Essentially, it's a two-section um, Gibraltar Road Series rack. Um, it's kind of got, but I have it set up in a way that uh, it can be split into two, and it's, so it's got four legs. So there's like a really short bar. It's probably about a foot long in the middle, 
and then um, that way I can have essentially two separate Gibraltar curve racks, uh, and then I, whenever I put them on stage, and then I connect them with a shorter bar yeah. uh, to kind of make one, mm-hmm. and that way I can have it set up off of the side of the stage, um, but it doesn't have to be the entire, like the full size. I can condense it and it still stands upright. Yes. Which I yeah, like. Mine only has three legs and the, the middle leg, it kind of joins the two sides together. So whenever I have it set up, either I got to pull like one end out and it just like kind of goes down on an angle or I just mm-hmm. leave it fully set up because whatever. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Is, man. Yeah, man. So, it's been a long time since I've used cymbal stands. Like pretty much uh, anytime I've played shows, I've always essentially used a drum rack. For me, it's always just been easier. Someday I'm sure I'll downsize my kit a little bit and maybe I will switch to cymbal stands. But you know, for the time being, the rack seems to be working for me. Well, for metal setups, when you have like, like myself, I use three rack toms. Um, you know, I have an auxiliary hi-hat on the right. Um, two splashes, two crashes, two chinas, like plus a ride. Like it just seems like it's kind of needed. And it's just a, for me, it's just a fact of having everything where I want it. Um, you could literally, you don't have to worry about a cymbal stand needing space from with a kick drum, moving your kick drum around where you want the cymbal stand placed because you want your splash in this specific area. Like, no, like everything goes above your kicks. Uh, you have your legs in that place outside of that. And then like you can place it literally wherever you want. So it's beautiful that way. Definitely, Definitely when I'm playing like, uh, like anything rock wise where I'm just using like one kick, one rack, Tom, one floor type stuff. I'll just use cymbal stance, man. It's just, it seems excessive to use a rack. I used a rack for a couple gigs and I was like, this is just, it's kind of more of a pain in the ass than anything. Um, yeah, I feel like if, if I was using like less, I don't know if I was only using like one crash and a ride and maybe a China and hats and then a couple toms, like it doesn't make any sense to use a rack. Because you can mount all of that stuff onto a few cymbal stands and it'd be way faster to the setup. Yeah, because what I had is one cymbal stand and then I had just like one rack piece across that had everything else. Um, but it just, yeah. honestly, it just didn't work how I wanted it to. It was so much easier just to have separate cymbal stands for everything. So I switched yeah. back. And let's not forget, probably the most important part of using a rack, it looks cool as hell. It does. It lo- I, I think yeah. it looks badass uh having a million cymbal stands around and most most of the time they're a mishmash of different brands and styles and this and that because come on shit's and they wiggle around yeah yeah it's just it's not as appealing depending you know i've Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of cool setups uh that uh people not using racks that like it works and it does work hey no, racks are badass, man. Always, I've always mm-hmm. thought they were. So, that being said, we are on team rack. Um, <laughs> both of us. I like it. <laughs> you guys let us know what team you're on. But that being said, dude, let's talk about some racks. Uh, now, there are essentially three main styles of racks as far as... Um, like the tubing style goes. 
You have your mm-hmm. your circular, like your Gibraltar racks and, and uh, DW, uh, PDP. There's several different rack companies yeah. that use that. Uh, that's just two-inch piping. Uh, and then... Yeah, just a regular pipe. Yeah, then you have your, like, rectangular, like the the pearl racks, uh, which... Uh, I think the pearl is the only one that's a square. Yeah, that... I'm imagining that they probably have some sort of patent on that. I I would imagine so as well, because I don't think I've ever yeah. seen another company with a rack similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. as, they probably get their asses sued. Yeah, as far as acoustic drum racks. Uh, now there's a whole other world of electric kit racks and stuff, but that's not what we're talking about here. Um, yeah, that's a, that's another beast. Yeah. A lesser beast in my eyes, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, and then the one that honestly I am in love with, and that is the Yamaha Hex Rack. Ever since, mm-hmm. and this is a newer one. Like this is of the the ones we're talking about. This is probably like the the most recent uh, invention. Yeah, the most uh, recent evolution to the drum rack, if you mm-hmm. will. And honestly, as soon as it came out, man, it caught my eye. I have wanted one ever since. Uh, so mm-hmm. I have, I don't think I've ever like seen one in action. Um, no, I haven't either, but, uh, but it is, it is interesting looking. Yeah. And if anyone out there has one, like send us some pictures or videos or something. Cause I want to see some like up close stuff of somebody and, and like get to know how, like how you, how you like it. Cause, uh, yeah, you don't really see a whole lot on it. Um, I love it though, man. Mm-hmm. I I love the idea of it. It's it's sleek. It has a a similar look to the Gibraltar, where it's like cool and like smooth, but it also has the uh, structural integrity of the the squareness of the pearl. Um, so, mm-hmm. which I guess we should probably explain the difference between all of these. Like the reason that these different shapes even exist. Um, Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is based off of, you know, with something like the Gibraltar, which is, I would say, probably like one of the most, I'm sure it's like the first type of rack that was around, uh, just a round tube. Um, you know, it's prone to slipping. You put a clamp on that and it's perfectly round. So enough force is going to make that clamp slide. Um, you know, they've got memory locks and stuff like that to prevent it. But that is a, it's not a huge, I mean, I've never really run into much of that as a risk. There's maybe a little bit here and there. Uh, I think you ran into more of it than I did, but yeah, I've definitely you know something issues. like the the pearl icon rack that is a square that can't slip. There is no slipping. <laughs> that just that just that issue has been taken off the table entirely. Um, and I've said this to you before personally. I don't really love how the pearl icon rack looks, but then here comes the uh, the Yamaha hex rack, which is kind of best of both worlds. It looks a little bit more. I don't know, it seems to me like it fits in a little bit better to a drum kit because it's it looks round still, but since it has some corners being a hexagon shape, it's less likely it's it's not gonna move either. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um now all of these companies have like a, a pretty big variety of different types of clamps that you can put onto these racks. I think that Gibraltar likely has the most uh, and like the most accessories, I, I don't quote me on that, but you know, they've been around for a while. Uh, they don't really get it. I don't think that they make drums. So they're primarily a hardware company. 
which you know I think means that they they I think they have they've got quite a few different types of clamps and accessories and a lot of different types of round racks that you can buy from them. Yeah, some of which we've talked on the show before. Like um, I think we had talked about this really interesting one that they have the um, <laughs> the Gibraltar Stealth Docking System. Stealth. You remember that one? Yes, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> got brought up at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it's the uh, again we're adults we are. <laughs> there's nothing funny about docking no um, no uh. but it's the uh it's a curved rack that is essentially made to fit around your bass drum it's almost like a like an upside down u shape like a horseshoe and it just would like your bass drum would go inside it and so the whole rack itself is hugged really close to the the kick drum to kind of minimize how much hardware is exposed mm-hmm on your kit, which actually seems pretty cool. Yeah. And then, uh, it is cool. Definitely not something I would ever buy or use though. hundred percent. No. Yeah. I'm not sure I would either. Although I think it would look cool. And, and I probably said this in the last episode. I think this would look cool with a double base kit. Yeah, it <clears throat> would. But like, what kind of hardware case would you put that in? It's, I don't know, it's own hardware case, I guess. I don't know, you need like a, <laughs> yeah, something weird a like round that. U-shaped hardware case. Like a kick drum case. Yeah, probably. If you had like a another kick drum, you mm-hmm. know, hard case, like, oh, there you go. Just get like a 24-inch case so you can fit a, the 22-inch bar. You know, I think you'd be... <laughs> yeah, I guess that could work. Yeah, I think it'd be good. To um, so, like, one other thing, uh, and yeah, I will fully admit to being biased towards Gibraltar since I use it, um, they do have a big variety, but they have a lot of cool things, like something like the, like they, we, you and I were talking about this. They've got like a stealth, uh, what are these things called? Um, it's like a, a, a snare drum mounting system so that you can mount your snare drum to your rack as well. It's like an extra little arm that would come out and it goes low. So if you have a double bass drum pedal, the drive shaft would go like over the, or under the bar. Yeah. And I, I love this thing. Um, and I know like looking at like a, a kills priesters, Gibraltar drum rack, that thing is excessive and I fucking love it. And yeah, he, <laughs> he has that little, uh, so the snare is attached to the mm-hmm. rack and everything's just fucking there. Um, it's not going to move on you and that's, that's kind of what you want. Right. So yeah, definitely. I I, I plan this, on investing in one of those eventually. I've been meaning to for a while, but you know, there's lots of fun toys yeah. out there to get. So, and it just seems like there's so many. Like you can buy all kinds of different pipe shapes and stuff from Gibraltar, uh, and really customize like your setup with them. Um, one thing that they recently—I don't know how recent, but more recent than since I've owned my rack—they've um, released uh, Chrome clamps yes so before the clamps were always black but now you can get chrome versions which i think look pretty cool yeah they they do look pretty badass but what i want is a black tube with the chrome clamps that would be that would be badass you know um i love like black chrome hardware it it looks fucking badass man so and all symbol stand. My electric kits rack is is black. It's not black chrome, but it is a black steel pipe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that would look pretty badass. I love it. Or like brass or something like that. Like we've talked about. Yeah, like we 
we were talking before. Black Chrome with that antique brass hardware. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it'd be pretty great. So good. It is interesting that a lot of racks, like, there's a lot of variety in how you can set them up and, like, the different types of clamps and hardware that you can attach to them, but there's not a lot of variety in, like, color <laughs> or or type, you know? You can buy cymbal stands that are gold or, like, mirror chrome or black or whatever, mm-hmm. but when it comes to a drum rack, you're kind of like, all right, silver, that's what you get. Now, would you ever... I just saw something pop up here, and it, like, got me thinking... Would you ever put your drum rack on wheels, like on casters? I have considered it only because of, uh, I mean, first of all, I don't play a stage big enough to be able to make use of that ever. I think that if you're routinely playing shows where it's like you're on a huge stage set up to the side, you can just roll your kit out. That'd be great. Um, I have considered doing it before because we were going to be sharing a jam space, like a smaller one. And I thought, oh, it'd be kind of cool if I could just, when I'm done with my kit, just roll it off into the corner. Yeah. That makes um, sense. You know, so that's the only reason I would do something like that. Yeah. It does. Like, it just seems like a very, <laughs> very odd thing to me. But uh, to have your kit on on wheels. Um, but also, yeah. like, if you're playing those big stages where you can wheel your kit on and off, like, you're going to be on a drum riser. And that drum riser will either be stationary or on wheels. So your kit yeah. being on wheels, uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a... <laughs> I'm also going to pass on that I'm going to go with a hard pass on that one. So, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Locking casters uh, for the DW rack. No, thank you. Yeah. So we should mention that there's a number of other companies that have a rack similar. Because like, you just mentioned DW. Mm-hmm. There's also PDP. There's... Um, Oh my god! I don't even know who else. There's tons of companies that make drum racks that are essentially a two-inch round pipe with clamps that are—they're all pretty much. I don't want to say identical to the Gibraltar ones, um, and I'm not even sure Gibraltar necessarily came first. I'm assuming that they are like the original kind of a uh, company that made racks, but you know, there's a number of different companies that all kind of do the same thing for various price points, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I guess I, personally, I don't really know why I would feel the need to switch to one of these other companies and get the same kind of ramp or uh, rack, but have fewer clamps. It, honestly, I like the way the DW and the PDP ones look. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I like them. I like the way their, their clamps are made and they look like very robust and like, it's gonna, it's gonna hold my shit in place. And really that's what you want. <laughs> you want it to that's hold true. your shit in place, you know? And my experience with Gibraltar hasn't necessarily been negative, but it's not, definitely not been positive either. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like at a crossroads here where I have destroyed this rack, um, because I've had to over tighten it like so much to the point where I'm denting, the oh yeah right like i'm i'm doing that and it's just like uh i don't i don't think i could get mm-hmm. much money for it but i kind of do want a new rack you know eventually eventually down the road yeah. so you know well i guess that might be a good um time for us to switch to the next next company on our our list which is the one that you've said that you've wanted from the get go uh, the Yamaha Hex Rack. Yes, the Yamaha Hex Rack. I guess technically it's the Yamaha Tech uh, Hex Rack Two. Oh, is it? 
I think. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this thing's pretty cool looking. The Hacktrack is it's really interesting, though, like a lot of these things. Um, the one thing I've noticed that we were chatting about before we were recording was it looks like the inside of the clamps, in order to make them something that you can mount in any direction on that hex pipe, have like a maybe rubber coating or something like that. Um, yeah, with some. So it makes me wonder if those might actually have a little bit of like wiggling that go along with them or not. I'm not sure. Like, I don't think so. Um, like, it seems like it would be pretty fucking solid, man. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that. I'm just, it just seems strange. Like, I, I, I wish I could just play with this and like, look at one of them and, and see how it works. I've never even seen one in person before. Yeah, I've never... I don't know, man. I I just... I love it. I love the way that it looks. I, I love the concept of it, you know? You mm-hmm. know? It's kind of cool that their logo thing has a built-in level. Right? You know? I don't know so if you, you saw can, that part. You can so that way you know that sure. your, your main bar is always level. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because that's like a big thing that you want to make sure that like everything is 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 set in place and good and nice and leveled off Mm -hmm. and like you know you're you're not your whole rack isn't fucking twisting or anything like that you know, but like at first glance, man, it looks it looks similar to the Gibraltar rack, like you know, like you you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, that's a round tube rack, and then you're like, oh wait a second. Totally. That's not fucking round. Yeah, I feel like you'd need to be pretty close to notice that those aren't round. Yeah. Right? And it has that, like, groove in there, too. So, like, I don't know, man. I think it's fucking radical, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's, it's um, a cool fucking piece of gear that I would love to take for a ride. <laughs> now, one thing about the hex rack, as far as I'm aware, is it is quite a bit more expensive than something like the Gibraltar. Yes. But Yamaha um, hardware is like all their symbol stands, anything I've ever owned or used is fucking solid. Man, that shit will last you a lifetime. Like I've never mm-hmm. had or used anything um, like Yamaha that hasn't been built like fucking a brick shit has. If that's a mm-hmm. thing, I don't know. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like it, it, you get what you pay for sometimes when it comes to this stuff, man. Like when it comes to drums and especially hardware, man, you don't want to cut corners on price and, and be a cheap ass because you're just going to have to replace it in a couple months or a couple years or whatever it may be, man. But you buy the right stuff and that shit and you also take care of it. And that shit will last you a long fucking time and it'll be worth the investment. But that being said, like, you know, I've owned my Gibraltar rack since, uh, oh my God, I've been playing drums for almost, I think like 19 years. And I bought it after I'd been drumming for maybe two or three years. And I'd still like, I have not had a single clamp break on me or anything like that. So it's, I mean, they're pretty, like mine's been lasting really well. Mm -hmm. But uh, to put in perspective the price difference, uh, a basic Gibraltar Road Series curved rack. So essentially it's got two feet, two straight bars for the legs, and then one curved section. And it comes with uh, two clamps. 
So that is on Sweetwater.com. This is probably American prices, I imagine. Yes, it would be. Um, it's one hundred and seventy nine ninety nine. So one hundred and eighty bucks. Not bad. Not bad price. Uh, man. Now the exact same setup with a Yamaha hex rack. So again, two feet, two legs, one curve bar, two clamps is three hundred and eighty bucks. Okay, so it's a, it's <clears throat> over double the price. That's it's a, an extra two hundred dollars. <laughs> For the yeah. same thing. That <laughs> is, yeah, it's a little steep. Um, <laughs> That's a lot more. Yeah, that, it really, really is. It, all right, so it's definitely for people who got a little bit of extra cash <laughs> in their pocket that's burning holes in it, you know? Like, just, yeah. Uh, if you want to spend some extra money and get some really nice, high-quality hardware rack, then go with Yamaha. Um you know, if you want something, it's like the Cadillac of the rack world. It truly, truly is in my eyes, man. Um, I don't want to try to come up with car references for the other <laughs> brands, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so just uh, since we're on the the whole pricing thing, I just looked up the Pearl Icon thing. Like again, same idea with the feet, the legs, two clamps. Uh, the Pearl Icon one is three hundred and four dollars. Okay, so. So it's still a little pricey as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, if you want that like solid, like not gonna fucking move type of rack, like it's Pearl or it's Yamaha, right? Every other one mm-hmm. is that solid, like two inch piping. Um, you know, it could be fine or it could not be fine and everything could fucking <laughs> it's interesting move. that we've had both we've both had such a different experience with the rack because like personally like i find that the gibraltar rack is a tank uh i can see how sometimes it could move if you didn't tighten something enough or if you uh you know if your stuff got banged around uh, for example if you didn't pack it into a road case whenever you were on tour yeah all right so when i'm touring <laughs> i'm i'm not uh, fully packing up my rack every night. No, I t- put it into two pieces. It's the last thing in the trailer. Goes in, it gets strapped off. Everything's fine. Nothing should be moving though. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. But <sighs> every every day when I went to go set it up, it would just be that little bit off, and I then I'd have to twist it and. All right, so I probably like hmm. abuse it in in the early days a little too much, but yeah. Uh, but realistically, all three of these racks, I mean, they're all the big names for a reason. That's right, because they're all good. Yes. Um, I mean, I have seen um, cheap like versions of uh, like the Gibraltar rack that have like plastic clamps. That's no good. You don't want to get plastic. No, I would not like, do not get plastic clamps. I mean, maybe for an electric drum kit, but don't use plastic clamps for an acoustic drum kit. They're going to break. 150% man. No, Mm -hmm. unless you're like five years old. Don't fuck with plastic metal. Yeah. Metal all day long. (laughs) (laughs) So we haven't really talked much about the Pearl icon yet. I guess. uh, Have you ever, I mean, I've seen one of these in person a couple of times. I actually have Um, like one section of it. Um, at my house right now, I I don't really use it. Huh. Um, it was interesting. It was kind of given to me um, by huh. a friend uh, and uh, super super awesome guy named Struin. Um, yeah, 
awfully nice of him. Yeah. Which, speaking of, Shurn, if you're listening, if you uh, ever want it back, just uh, let me know, because uh, I am not <laughs> Come take it out of my currently <laughs> using it, and I'm not going to sell it, because it was a gift, and, uh, you know, so, anyways, uh, so, yeah, I definitely do have some experience with it. I've used it live for no cash a couple times. I, you know, had it apart as a, a, a third section of rack, um in my studio here for a little bit um and i like it man i i thought it worked great the only thing i will say is that it is so sturdy and like once it goes together like it's together like that's it um then mm-hmm. it, it strikes me as like the most sturdy one that would be out if there you have a stage that is not quite level or anything like that it can get a little fucky at least with the oh yeah, I can see that the Gibraltar one, you can kind of move it, like force it to sit flat and nice, and just like that. That's true. You know, if you need to, because um, you want all feet touching the ground, right? And I know once you have weight on mm-hmm. it and everything, it, it should be good. But with the pearl rack, um, that can can be a slight issue with it is that you can't really twist it or anything like that because it's, you know, it's a square. That's interesting. I didn't really think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You kind of have to like, you know, put bar coasters underneath one of the feet or something like that to stop it from wobbling. Yeah. That's why you always have a roll of duct tape, right? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, but I, so that being said, like with the Pearl icon rack, the one thing I like, I've never loved how they looked, but one thing I did like about them is, um, it seems like they potentially um, create like the neatest setup. It'll be really like for anyone who is really obsessed with everything being like at the exact same angle, it'd be really easy to do that with a pearl icon rack. Yeah. You know, have all of your stands going straight up and coming in at a certain angle with the Gibraltar. You can move them around at whatever angle, but it's also a little difficult to make sure that they're all perfectly lined up with each other. Yeah. Because it's hundred percent, man, it can be. And it's yeah, and I can't comment on the Yamaha one. I um, it looks like it might be easier, but it also looks like those clamps uh, can pretty much be mounted at any angle, so it might be just as hard as the Gibraltar one. Yeah, but I do feel like there will be like, all right, this is straight. When you get this and this lined up like that, that'll be straight, and that's that. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's like an any angle type of situation. I think that. There's just like certain degrees you can set it at with the Yamaha one compared to the Gibraltar, yeah, which is just like round on round, like spin the wheel and see what you get, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing that's been difficult because so, I like my shit fucking like boom, like perfect. So, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting because, yeah, that kind of also highlights some of the benefits and you know, each rack has kind of a, its own uh, strengths and its own weaknesses where, mm-hmm. you know, the Gibraltar potentially um, offers more uh, flexibility than something like the Icon rack. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the Icon rack, you can get clamps that you can um, you mount to the rack, but then they have a separate part that you can angle things. But those clamps are going to be more expensive than a basic Gibraltar clamp, which can just, like, be rotate like moved on the on the pipe. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 
Um, and then the Yamaha seems like it would be similar to the uh, the Gibraltar one where you can get one pipe and you don't need to get a separate angled clamp that's probably more expensive. You can just angle the normal clamps to where you need them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, I'm really interested in talking to somebody who uh, who owns one. I've never met anybody who has one of these before, so it'd be really cool to get some some feedback on how like what they think of the Yamaha rack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, anybody who owns this beast of a rack, uh, <clears throat> let us know, man. And just like, mm-hmm. as a side note too, man, Yamaha drums are fucking awesome. I think that is a very underrated company when it comes to, uh, high end drums. Uh, you know, like a lot of you hear about the, like DWs and, SJC and like all these boutique uh, drum companies coming out and, and stuff like that. But man, some of the most like solid, beautiful sounding kits I've ever heard have been Yamaha. Uh, like their recording mm-hmm. or stage customs, like their oak kits are just fucking so nice. Oh, and they mm-hmm. look so fucking awesome. Like uh, as soon as I see a like it doesn't need to say Yamaha on it. I can look at it and I'll know that it's a Yamaha kit. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Cause they big, it's like for the longest time I thought like, Oh, like I don't want my, I don't want to own a drum kit made by a company that also makes refrigerators and fucking motorcycles. <laughs> but, <laughs> and yeah. Like, they make everything. Yeah. Yamaha. Yeah. They make fucking everything, but they do, they do it quite fucking well. I'll say that, man. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah, there's been some pretty cool uh, Yamaha. Ki- I remember that the the kick drums always seem to be really huge sounding from any Yamaha kick kit I've ever seen. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so before we wrap it up, because we are uh, we're getting a little yeah we're getting close to time. There's one thing I wanted to show you, and uh, this was an interesting thing. Oh, I may have lost it here. I've got like a million tabs. I know, open. me too. Ever, ever. Uh, <laughs> there was a. Uh, uh, I knew about this long time ago. I don't think that this is still made, but there was a uh, a drum rack system, which I am totally stalling right now because I, I lost the tab. <laughs> but it was like a uh, essentially it was kind of like a built-in riser, uh, and it had a the throne was built into the riser, and the whole thing was leaning backwards just a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I. Literally, oh, there we go. It was the uh, the Gatson drum frame. G A T Z E N or Z E N. Z E N. Is that the Canadian way? I used to work for an American company in the phones, and we were specifically told Americans say, and it was either Z or Z. And now I'm forgetting which one is the American way and which one's the Canadian way. Yeah, that's a shame. You should know that, man. <clears throat> I think it's Z. Is the um, is the Canadian? No, it's Z. Is it? Well, that just ruins the song. What song? The alphabet song. <laughs> X Y Z. Yeah, X Y Z. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this isn't a debate about the fucking alphabet and how we say the like the letters. <laughs> this is the great rack debate. All right. So, I okay. Say, all right. Tell me. 
that thing continue what the fuck you're talking about because i <laughs> i'm, I'm so, lost now it's the gatson drum frame have you googled that yet have a look at it everybody following along here you should look that up go to google image and check this thing out Gatson. It's kind of hideous. I don't G A T Z E N drum frame. Okay. And uh, essentially, yeah, it like leans the entire kit backwards, so your kick drums are kind of pointing up a little bit. You're, it's got a built-in throne with like a backrest and a headrest, so that way you're reclining as you play. And uh, it's kind of interesting looking. Seems like it'd be a nightmare to set up at a show, but I don't like it. <clears throat> I don't like it. You don't like I it? I don't like it. It looks fucking stupid. I don't like it. <laughs> Why is it all... Uh, no, I'm not a fan. So I, I guess the theory behind that, and then back when it was a thing, was that it was easier to play your drums if you're leaning back a little bit, I guess. I mean, I would definitely play a kit. On, I, would, I would enjoy seeing what it's like to play with something like this. Oh, I like, dude, I'll play on anything that's, uh, that's weird and, and stuff, but uh, like personally, no, mm-hmm. personally, no, that does, doesn't feel that doesn't look comfortable to me. No, I would agree. Actually. Um, you know, I want, I want the, like the free, like, it seems too like kind of restricting, like, you're in like a, a cockpit seat or something, and it's just like go play awesome now. Yeah, like eh, I like the freedom of like here, sit on this shitty stool and fucking. You, know? <laughs> you definitely like yeah. You can't move the stool at all. No, like you're dude. You're Which would be in annoying. There. And that's that's it, man. I'm not. I I don't know that. Uh, although this one. Um, there's one image here I, I see of uh, Tony Royster. Uh, mm-hmm. He used to use one a long time ago. Yeah, dude. Like, that's a fucking badass kit. You see those kick drums? Holy. Yeah, he's got the, the, like, the woofer things on them. Holy fuckballs, dude. That looks sick. Yeah, that looks awesome. That looks like he's like fucking launching into outer space or something. Like, that's fucking awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. The bass drums are like cannons. Yeah, like uh, if you're doing something like that with this style rack, then hell yeah, man, I'm all for it, hundred percent. It definitely seems like it would be better for a double bass kit. Yeah, but but at the end of the day, I am also going to pass on one of these things. I don't want to be that drummer who's using this. That's hard enough playing local shows with a, a normal drum rack, let alone having to have something like this up on stage. Yeah, well, then you got you like the one thing we didn't really get into is we we got you got your normal drum rack that has one rack around. Then you got all these crazy ass motherfuckers that have these like dual racks with like another cage up top with symbols hanging down, you know, and then your your fucking uh, Terry uh, Bazio with the fucking million <laughs> symbols and toms and 18 kick drum like ah stressful it's, it's yeah there's a lot of crazy setups out yeah. there for drum racks um pretty insane right? i don't know if i would uh i mean i'm trying to think if i ever was to be like famous and have a bunch of roadies that would set it up for me there's a chance i might consider doing something obnoxious oh yeah no i probably would too <laughs> um so there's a couple things <clears throat> Um, 
that I, I two people that I I know of that have uh, semi custom drum racks, and I like the idea of of customizing your drum rack to fit your specific playing. So you can get all the bars you need and have everything kind of pieced together in a way that suits your kit and how you want it set up. So um, mm-hmm. the first guy I know of, like personally, who who did this was uh, Pete, the drummer of Ailstorm, Pete uh, Alcorn, and uh, he he has a really cool setup where. Uh, actually, they used to. I don't know if they do it anymore, but they have a mountable um, liquor bottles onto the front of the drum rack. That was one thing that that was fucking super badass. Is they have three <laughs> liquor bottles? I think probably vodka, whiskey, and gin um, on the the front of the rack. But also, like each uh, tube coming up is a cymbal stand, and and everything is like integrated into the rack exactly where you need it so it's not like you you're just using clamps or anything like that like all your tubes um like dude i i it's it's fucking it's badass if if you look up uh i guess like ailstorm drummer rack or uh i'll try to remember to put these in the uh these photos in the show notes um but his, his rack is like super fucking sick um, and also, uh, another guy who did it, uh, probably, I don't know, but if it was uh, at the same time or before, but was, uh, the newer drummer of, uh, Dragon Force, his rack is absolutely fucking sick as well. Um, do you remember the first, like, kind of what made you want to rack in the first place? Cause I, I think for me, it was uh trim Torsen from emperor, I think used one. And I always thought it was so badass looking. You know, he was one of my like my first inspirations, and he had this. I'm pretty sure he had a Gibraltar rack. And I remember just seeing, being like, "Oh, that's amazing! I need to get one of those." I don't know if it was anyone uh, specifically that made me want one, other than just uh, just playing some shows with other metal bands and other other guys, and and seeing their rack setups and everything, and just have once I got. Um, a three rack tom setup, it just became so difficult uh, to get the toms where I wanted them. I was sick of mounting <laughs> stuff out of my kicks. I hated it. Uh, just anytime I do a fill or anything like that, I you feel the vibration in your foot, and I just I was so sick of it. Uh, so that was the that was the big selling point for me was to get yeah get it so nothing was touching my kick drums. Um, I, I just wanted to get everything out of that because that for the longest time that's what I was doing. So, uh, hmm. yeah, man, that was the biggest selling point. I don't remember anyone uh, specifically that uh, was an inspiration for that, but uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so there's one more uh, thing that's kind of it seems to be I don't want to call it a fad, but it seems to be a bit more popular than it was whenever I first started getting into racks, and that's the um, Gibraltar has uh, the Stealth series, and so the idea typically a drum rack has like you know a traditional one would have two legs, and then you know maybe about three or four feet up, probably three feet up, then you have your your uh, horizontal bars mount on that, 
but lately a lot of people have been doing something where they mount the horizontal bars really low to the ground, like maybe six inches up, and then they have all of their stands mounted out of that and coming up, like pipes coming up, so that it still kind of looks like cymbal stands, but it's all mounted and connected at the bottom. Yes. Yeah. Which is uh, kind of cool looking, actually. It hides your drums less that way. You can kind of see your drum kit a little bit better. Did you get the photo of uh, the Dragon Force drummer that I sent you? I did. Oh, he's got a stealth rack. Yeah, dude. That's why you started talking about it. I'm like, dude, did you see it? How badass is that yeah. shit, though? It is kind of neat. It almost, it almost looks like reverse like bat wings. Dude, I know, right? It's so fucking sick, though. Yeah. And all the tom mounts are going coming up from the the yeah. bottom rack and... This is the most badass. There's something about it that I don't love, but it is, it's got a neat factor to it. That's for sure. Yeah. I would say it has a badassery factor that cannot be matched. What I want, <laughs> would want though, is instead of having those two pipes in the front that go up to the two middle rack toms, I would have the pipes on the sides, uh, holding the, like, I guess the 8 and 13 rack, the two side rack ones, and then a pipe uh, going across to hold up the other two. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat. I, I think that's how that should have been done, is that that's just kind of like one piece that goes all the way across mm-hmm. the front over the kick drums. Totally. Rather than having those two in the front uh, come up. But anyways, that's just my two cents on that. So for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, we kind of touched on the uh, stealth rack a little bit. So that's essentially this guy from, what is this, Dragon Force? Yes, it's Dragon Force. Yeah, so essentially he's got everything, instead of, he doesn't have any horizontal pipes. They're all vertical. They're all curved pipes coming up from, like, just from the ground and flopping over his bass drums pretty much, holding all of his cymbals and toms. So it's kind of neat. It is clean looking. It is. It's badass as fuck. Yeah. It's got it's got a flow to it, you know? Yeah. 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 I uh All right, well that's um I feel like do we have anything else other than I mean I know you and I could sit and look at pictures of racks all night. Oh, and we will. We will. We should probably shut this <laughs> off so we can uh, get to the the good stuff, you know. Um, all right well if there's anybody here who like we said earlier if you do own a yamaha hex rack we want to know what you think about it and um we want to but at the same time just we want to know what you think about uh any racks ones you own ones you don't own just let us know um -hmm. you know ones you want to own ones you want to play with i don't know just whatever any questions? Any questions you have about racks, and we may be able to answer. Uh, shoot them to uh, we're talking drums at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, who knows? Maybe we can, uh, for uh, later episodes, we can put together a, a uh, FAQ question, uh, section. Fan mail. Yeah, so uh, send in your questions. All right. No, this is a, this is a call. Send in your fucking questions. We're going to answer them. We're going to start doing a uh, uh, FAQ section here. So uh, send us your questions and we will do that. And it'll be fun about racks, about Mm -hmm. anything to do with life. 
um, docking, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. If, if nobody sends anything in, we'll just make up questions and say that they did. Dear Corey, how do you stay both handsome and hilarious? Oh, well, that's a tough one. Um, it involves pancakes <laughs> and blueberries. Tune in next uh, time to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. All, All right, right, man. Well, it was a All pleasure right. as usual. <laughs> as always, man, my favorite time of the week and... Especially this, I still have tomorrow off, which is actually when this is airing. Um, I w- mm-hmm. I hope everybody is having or had a marvelous May two four weekend. At least here in Canada, uh, I know a lot of you listening are probably living in Canada. At least you know. So, uh, and anyone who didn't have a long weekend, um, you know, I'm sure you got one coming up soon, and enjoy it. Shit out of that. Call in sick on Monday. Yeah, just yeah, just do that. Call in sick today. So make sure you yeah. listen to this before you go to work, <laughs> and then call in sick. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're on your way to work. Turn that bitch around. Call in sick and go yeah. play drums all day. All right, because you you deserved it. You're a champion. Mm-hmm. All right? Totally. And pro tip: if you call in sick and you tell them you have diarrhea, they're not going to ask any questions. Yeah, especially if it, if you say it's explosive diarrhea. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, and everybody, goodbye forever. <laughs> what, what? Excuse me. <laughs> At least forever, meaning until next week. Yes, until next week. <laughs> this has been Corey and Derek. Um, keep drumming. And check out my new catchphrase. Ow. Uh, live long and drum hard. <laughs> Roll outro. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're feeling especially kind, we would love it if you would share this with a friend or two. If you have any comments, questions, or even suggestions for future shows, please let us know. You can fire us a message, and we'll do our best to get back to you. Catch you next time.